Hello and welcome to Tea is Good, Books Are Better, the podcast where we drink tea and talk about books. I'm Raven. I'm Jess. <laughs> okay, this is it. How do we start this? Um, you know what? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our first patron. Patron. <laughs> it's super awkward with Johnny here watching us. <laughs> okay, so this is... Shh. <laughs> A huge shout out to our first patron ever, Tobias. <laughs> wow, you're beautiful, Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> so this means a lot. This is our first patron ever. Yeah, it's like not someone we know. So it's, yeah, it feels really good. It's like some person we don't know listens to our stuff and likes it enough to want to support us. <laughs> monetarily (laughs) it's like it's really moving and it's really inspiring i don't know about for you but for me it just makes me want to like work that much harder yeah for tobias (laughs) makes me feel like it's not just a hobby like it's you know like it's actually pretty cool what we're doing yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's it but yeah this is a this is just a huge thank you to Tobias, you are beautiful, and we love you so much, and we can't express how much this means. Like, I'm seriously moved. Jess is nodding, just so you know. <laughs> what do you want to say, Jess? Anything else? No. <laughs> yeah. Jess is too moved. She's on the verge of tears. <laughs> no, she's not. But I literally was when I first got Yeah, it. it was emotional when you, you first sent me that. Yeah message <laughs> i like hadn't checked patreon in so long because oh I, we've had it for several months now and didn't expect anything no <laughs> like literally it was just we made it it's to kind just of fun you know but definitely taking this shit seriously now like holy moly holy damn um but yeah as soon as i saw that we had a patron i was like <gasps> it means so much Mm -hmm. so again thank you tobias we love you and we're gonna keep working hard for you (laughs) for tobias (laughs) all right on to the episode Jessica. Hi. Can you believe the decade is almost over? Time flies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just yesterday it was 2010 and the Olympics were here. Oh my god. <laughs> the fucking Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I remember going downtown, getting so excited about like winning the hockey game against America. Or United States, excuse me. The U.S. of A. The U.S. of A. Yeah. Um, with that epic overtime shot by Sidney Crosby. Yeah, you really remember that ship. Mm-hmm. I remember the excitement of going downtown. I don't give a fuck about sport. <laughs> we were, like, seeing all the mascots <laughs> downtown. Like, people, like, running around with, like, big flags all over the world. Yeah. 
That was fun. That was, that was pretty cool. cool. Pretty neat. And oh. those Olympic mitts that were exclusive. Oh, yeah. I, I bought a pair. So I, I remember, remember that. Do you still have those? Yeah, I still have some 2010 Olympic mitts. Right. I remember taking a picture of you on the SkyTrain, I think. You yeah. were trying to look all cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite moment from 2019? Biggest takeaway? From this year? Yeah. Like, what stands out to you, looking back? This podcast. Does it? <laughs> yeah. It has been pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. We started in, what, March? I have no idea. I think we started in March. I believe you if you say so. <laughs> yeah, what, I mean... Feelings this about literally it? is the most exciting thing that's happened to me all year. Oh shit! Doing the podcast. I don't really do. <laughs> I was like, I'm desperate for a hobby. Okay. <laughs> well, now you have one. Is there? Um, what do you think is like? These are corny questions, but I'm genuinely curious. What? What do you think is like the biggest thing that you've learned over the last ten years? As, like, a human. Ten years ago, I was 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've learned a lot as a human. Yeah. <laughs> matured a lot. That's technically an adult, though. So I learned what social anxiety was mm. in this decade. I learned how to work against it, better myself, and not become such a slave to it. Oh. That's big. That is. <laughs> I literally changed. Yeah. My personality has changed. For the better. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I see the world in a different way now. Mm. Mm. So that was the biggest accomplishment of this decade. Congratulations. Thank That's you. huge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Go on, go on. Oh. My cat. <laughs> I'm getting a cat. <laughs> She's very important to me. How long, how long have you had her now? Two years. <laughs> of the whole decade. <laughs> She's the most important thing to happen this decade. Oh, please. <laughs> How long have you been with Johnny now? Five years. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie's the most important. Yeah. Fuck Johnny. Fuck Johnny. Bonnie. <laughs> Can you hear us? <laughs> um, moving out of mom's place. Mm-hmm. Actually being an adult. Right. Adulting. <laughs> case. Adulting? Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot of growth. Basic maturing things. Well, yeah. I'm freaking in my almost 30 yeah. type kid ago. I was so a teen. Yeah. It's like that age where, yeah, a lot of growth happens within... Yeah, a lot of finding yourself short of time. in the 20s. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I relate to that. Because, like, I felt like I was suppressed a lot as a teen. Mm, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like looking back not so fondly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. I'm so glad I'm out of there now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. God, it's like, I feel like it's happening to me a lot where I'm like, okay, so the biggest takeaway for me, I think, from the past Mm. 10 years is that I've learned self reflection. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yes, yes. So, (laughs) like, I feel like it happens to me a lot now where I'm like, wow, why am I doing this fucked up thing? What the hell's wrong with me? And then I'll like look back and be like, oh, I can trace it all back to that. 
Yeah, me too. There are yeah. times where I'm like, why do I always think this way about myself? Think, think, think. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I so fucking damaged? Think, think, think. Ah. Like, why do I always think I'm so stupid? Why do I always underestimate myself? Think, think, think. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Why do I never try anything new and I only try things I know I will succeed at? Hmm. That's me. <laughs> yeah. mm. Um. Or what? Else? What's another big one? <laughs> I really like, don't want to go bigger. <laughs> I don't want to open up that much. Uh, yeah. Let's not open Pandora's box. <laughs> There's another big one. I was just thinking of. I was like, I should share that. <laughs> oh. Um. Fuck. It slipped out of out of me mind. <laughs> ten years out ago. me head <laughs> ten years ago you were 16 yeah fuck <laughs> ten years ago I started drinking <laughs> <laughs> and haven't stopped <laughs> <sighs> ten years ago I started smoking pot I smoked pot for the first time at 18 oh shit and now I'm a fucking everyday stoner <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> not very proud of that why do I know so many stoners? Because <laughs> people like to smoke the pot and it's like the chillest drug to do. Like, <laughs> sorry, you feel like I have nothing against pot smokers. I just don't get it. <laughs> you know what? Pot used to be really hard the first few times I did it. But I persisted until my tolerance built and now it's more chill. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it's up to you if you want to persist. Nah. You probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Remember your thing? I do. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was um, feeling weak for being so sensitive. And I put sensitive in quotes. Yeah. I had, I went through something similar recently. Um, a new manager that we just hired last week kind of had a little outburst at me. Like in front of other people and like I was angry and I was like so angry that when I told another co-worker what happened I cried mm. <laughs> and I felt really bad for crying because she was furious when my tears came and she freaking like <laughs> went to another manager and told them and they were furious and came to me and then I cried in front of them because they were being all like don't you listen to her and giving me sympathy they made me cry and so I like again and, like, I spent, like, a lot of this week feeling really weak for crying. Oh. Yeah. So, like, I felt really bad because, like, but, like, they were blowing it out of proportion because I cried. And it, it wasn't really bad. Like, what she said didn't affect me at all. I was just mad that she did it for other people. And that's what made me cry. Mm. And I just felt really weak. And, like, maybe they think less of me now because I cried in front of them. That sort of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's definitely not the case. But I think both of us know that already deep I know. down. I know it's not the case. I know, like, they love me and they're looking after me. Yeah. Because they're both really mama bear types. And, uh, I guess because I'm small and soft-spoken and sweet that they naturally want to care for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I still, like, I still, like, feel like a baby. Yeah. Like, weak. And I'm like, I don't want them to think of me that way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So I still struggle with that. Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, maybe it doesn't seem that way to, like, my family. Because y'all have seen me cry a lot. 
Yep. <laughs> but We've like, all seen each other cry a lot. Yeah. But I have a really hard time crying in front of, like, other people. Yeah. Even in front of my best friend. I can, like, hardly... It's really hard to cry in front of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like I'm being a burden on them. There's that. Yeah. yeah like, and then I think it also... It makes me uncomfortable when people cry in front of me, too. Yeah. Because then I'm like... I don't know how to respond (laughs) because I know how I feel when I cry in front of people. Um, So that makes me want to like not look at them and like not acknowledge their tears and like that sort of shit. Because when I cry, I don't want people to comment on it. I don't want people to notice. Yeah. Or like give sympathies because giving sympathies makes it worse. worse. (laughs) Like people come in hugging me and like just going to make me cry more, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like... I know that I don't want that when I cry, so when other people cry, yeah. it makes me feel like I need to not. Yeah, and then there's like a whole breed of people who actually like being comforted and sympathize when they cry. I feel and like, like most then people you know probably. like you're fucking up <laughs> when you ignore them. Yeah, so then I'm always like, oh my god, like, what are, are they like me? Do I not? <laughs> it's like a whole... Do I comfort them? Like, <laughs> it's like really hard not to panic when someone really cries. Yeah. Because I don't know what to do. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll just. Where does that come from? Oh yeah. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I was often told as a child that I was too sensitive and I needed to stop fucking crying all the time. <laughs> or that classic, "I'll give you something to cry about." Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh-huh. one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old memories. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this is interesting. <laughs> I like breaking down our damage. <laughs> I don't like doing it on the podcast. Oh, really? Like, I don't mind you putting it on, but like, I don't want to go deep. Oh, we don't have to go deep. This Good. is like the deepest we can go. Because I don't want to make people uncomfortable on this thing. But like, oh, damn. What do you mean? Make I people know, uncomfortable. Like, I feel like people don't like hearing about this stuff. They're gonna be like, oh, maybe you're being too sensitive, that sort of stuff. I'm just still like, I'm see, like, I've that's... got all these walls that are so thick. I'm like, I don't want to let people in. Maybe that's stemming from the same thing. It probably is. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's probably the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I know I like listening to people on podcasts get deep and get oh, yeah? into that sort of stuff. And You know what? Hey, I remember listening to a podcast where a guy opened up about being sexually abused as a kid. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. And I appreciated that, because that needs to be talked about more. Yes. Men if... need to open up. Yes. Well, like, not need, but, like, they should talk about more so that more men feel more comfortable. Talking about it, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I appreciated that. Absolutely. Um, I think it's important to talk about all sorts of, like, mental health things, yeah, you know? Yeah, actually, you know what? Because me and you are the type who were taught to fucking bury that shit down and (laughs) don't acknowledge it. Yeah. And pretend it's not real. And everything's hunky-dory. Yep. At Um, least we're not starving. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Our parents would shut that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, boy. What was that a response to? Um, I remember the first time I tried opening up to mom about my depression at 17. And she yelled at me that I can't be depressed because there are starving kids in Africa. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. So which added a whole bunch of guilt to me. 
for feeling being depressed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the kind of fucked up shit that is going to fuck up your kids. <laughs> Don't ever Please say something like that. that. Oh my god. I cannot believe that's real. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at least mom's gotten better. Yeah, I've told her about that and she's apologized. Mm-hmm. She's very receptive to criticism of what happened in this case. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed she, to some other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's definitely, she's grown a lot. Yeah. I feel like being freed from <laughs> the other person <laughs> has help, helped her with her own damage, because I'm pretty sure she was damaged a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, as a as a child, like, some of the things mm-hmm. she's told me in the last few years, I'm, like, shocked. I feel like with us know. opening up to her about how we say we were abused, she's beginning to realize that she was abused, too. That, too, yeah. And she's accepting that, and she's In her fixed. marriage, and in her childhood. Yeah. Yeah. My and mom opened up about our, her father. She was angry. Like, yeah. She was, like, really mad. And I was like, same. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, she was opening up, too, about, I mean, we shouldn't get too deep into mom's stuff, but, like, no. how she felt when her dad died and why it was, like, kind of tainted by what she experienced as a child. And that was just mm-hmm. really fascinating to hear her actually, like, acknowledge and talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's gotten a lot better with like the depression <laughs> kind of thing. Like she's acknowledging that it's like she wants to real. learn. She wants to understand us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been joking a lot about depression lately. Oh. <laughs> she is you concerned know, for you. I cover it up with humor. <laughs> she she sometimes checks in on you by asking me how you're doing. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, she loves you. Aww, that's really sweet. What mm. does she say? <laughs> Well, Raven seems really down lately. Is she okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah. She won't talk to me. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, I know you shot yourself in the room. <laughs> yeah, you shot yourself away in your room sometimes. And you just don't talk. To mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... She's gotten better, but she's still not perfect. No. Like, she has already said some things that were like... You can't it. say that to someone yeah, who's going through what I'm going through, Mom. Yeah. Yeah, like... She's not there yet, but she's, she is getting she's better. She's getting better. She's acknowledging that it's real, <laughs> what I'm feeling. <laughs> but yeah, like, on the when I first told her what happened, which was pretty much immediately after it happened, um, one of the first things she said to me was, like, what did you do? <gasps> mom yeah because <laughs> she loves him <laughs> fuck i'm gonna cry she's gotta be on your side mm. well just pretend it's not real that is mom she she often <laughs> says things before she thinks about it <laughs> yeah it just comes out of her i'm mouth. pretty sure she didn't mean it <laughs> <laughs> right? Can you imagine her. hearing that <laughs> immediately oh. after getting your ass dumped? <laughs> no. no, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. So she's getting better, but <laughs> she's still, still not perfect. Says insensitive. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it is like, it's super fucked up, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like fucked up. So fucked up that it's comical. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell, Mom? Uh, Do you not think before you speak? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, there's the old mom. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes uh, she doesn't have the emotional energy. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely sort of didn't <laughs> give her a lot of prep time for like, I'm coming to you now and I've got a big ass problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, you, and I need something from you right now, and I don't know what it is, but I need yeah, it. And, and where she was, like, texting me, like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. She's not talking. <laughs> you have to wait for her to calm down, Mom. You have to wait. Oh, was she texting you right away? Yeah. <laughs> so you knew long before I told you. Or did I... How soon did I tell you? I think you told me, like, right away. Because we had to see a movie the next day. Oh, yeah, I did tell you. <laughs> Forgot about the movie. Yeah. She was like, you know, like, I don't know. You have to wait for her, Mom. Mm. Gotta be patient, Mom. Uh, yeah, I still haven't told her what happened. Because, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, after she says something like that, it's That's like... It's hard to... It's gonna take me a, a long-ass time mm. to <laughs> come around. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. if you have questions, it's fine. But if your questions are like that, like that. <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, depression. Fun. <laughs> it's interesting being depressed again. It's been a long time. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was the happiest I've ever been in the last, like... Really? Seven years of my life. Yeah. Oh. Sad. <laughs> I... Mm. <laughs> you like, go, like, in and out kind of thing? thing? Oh, it's just always It's constant. always there. It's, like, part of my personality, I guess. Mm. I mean, Amelia has been, like, after me to go to a doctor. Mm. And to like get anxiety meds, because I know it's like attached to my anxiety, so my anxiety flares, so it's a depression. Right. Mm-hmm. That does sound like the type of thing where you should. You I know, because sometimes I do feel it like affecting my life negatively. Yeah. It's hard though, because I'm like <laughs> hearing like my parents what what they said to me about that stuff. So like, ooh. How about going to like counseling and therapy and about like you're being dramatic you're making that sort of stuff so i'm afraid the doctor will say that to me yeah and that's what's holding me back and i know i've said that shit to you too yeah which is fucked up like back (laughs) before i knew (laughs) what i was talking about yeah (laughs) i feel like a lot of people say insensitive things when and it all came from you know the perspective that was forced upon me yeah i get that i mean i said insensitive shit too to Catherine and I'm like disgusted that mm. we're still friends because I feel so terrible for all these things I've said to her yeah it's like 
fuck, man. When you look back, you're like, yeah, like how was, could I have ever said that? Right? Like, I, oh, oh, God, I was such a toxic friend. I don't know why I'm still friends with my childhood friends. <laughs> why do they love me? Aww. I'm such a bad person. Jess! <laughs> Not anymore. When I was a kid, though, I was lashing out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to break that down. <laughs> I bullied people. I bullied my friends. Oh, I basically, yeah. like, repeated the cycle of how dad was. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it sucks, but it makes sense. Yeah. You know, you learn from your parents, and that's what I learned. Yeah. You know, um, bullies tend to become bullies because they are bullied, or mm-hmm. because they're dealing with, you know, other shitty things Yeah, in their lives. Um, it's real. It is. Yeah. And, I mean, all you can do, I think, is look back and as long as you acknowledge that what you did was shitty yeah, and you've learned from it, I think you can forgive yourself. It'll take some time (laughs) and some working on it, but, you know, it's always good to take these little moments of reflection and kind of... Yeah, really learn from it and be like, God, that was gross. Go one moment at a time and be like, that sucked, but I know better now. Mm. And I forgive myself. <laughs> yeah. So, um... <laughs> so, that was a tough talk. Yeah. I cried on the podcast for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God damn it, Mom. <laughs> um, what... Let's not jump straight into the book because I still feel a little weird. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the new decade? How about the that? New decade. Let's oh. get a little bit lighter. What's that? Remember that movie, um, Thirteen to Thirty? What was that? Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, thirteen going on thirty. What was yeah. that chant she said about thirty? Thirty flirty and thriving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that the one? Yeah. Thirty flirty and thriving. <laughs> You're gonna turn thirty. Well, so am I. The next decade. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I hear that the thirties are where it's at. So look forward yeah, to your thirties. And like physical peakness. Like I've noticed, like people were gorgeous in their thirties. Mm. Gorgeous. <laughs> and like, not that I have high hopes. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to get hotter. <laughs> and I guess that's like, I don't know, the confidence peaks, but I guess that depends on the person. Yeah. I mean, I think on average, it's fair to say that like, you know, your 20s are all about figuring out who you are. And mm-hmm. once you get to your 30s, you have a good idea of who you are. And yeah, you know how to be that person, which makes it like... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. A lot more comforting, and you're more comfortable in your skin, and you're able to just enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward for. Yeah. Too. Looking forward to. Baram always says 30s. his 30s have been the best time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baram is our wonderful friend who made our jingle. Just a reminder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he always says. And he's always like, oh, you're going to love 30. <laughs> oh, you're going to love 32. That's a cute. You're going to love 34. It seems like such an old age when we were younger, but now it's like, no. Nah. Yeah. Like, I have coworkers who are 30 and, and older, and they're just, they're kids. <laughs> yeah. They're just like me. You know, so it's not like a whole, like, huge, like, I'm not some weird freak for being so young and stuff. Yeah. I always feel like 
I come off really young because maybe I'm immature, but no, everyone is like this. Every yeah, I yeah. Mean, like I'm making friends who are in their forties, and they're the same. Yes, it's that whole thing mm. about like when you're young, your perspective is so different. You look at these thirty-year-olds, and you're like, wow, they know everything. They're so mature. <laughs> but then when you get to thirty, you're like. I love Pokemon. <laughs> and you know what? As a kid, like, I also thought, like, our cousins, Sean and Chris, were, like, at a whole other level of way older than yeah. us. Yeah. Way more mature. And, like, now, like, I realize that Sean is only, like, five years older. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that much older than me. <laughs> and he's a goober just like the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a total goober. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that in the fondest way possible. <laughs> Cool. Any New Year's resolutions for 2020? The new decade? Usually my resolution is to enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like doing resolutions. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, if it works for other people, sure. But for me, yeah. it's like, it does nothing for It me. makes me feel bad the next year because I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just make goals when I make them and, and then start year. from there. My resolution was to lose weight, and I did for a couple months, and then I put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, Bruh. that was my resolution, too. I have a I'm just joking. <laughs> Do you need to lose weight? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you did lose weight. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jessica! <laughs> Damn, that was fucking good. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Whatever, 180 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. Oh my god. What's funny is I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you look at me and you're like you're still a skeleton is it your sweater <laughs> maybe I stepped on the scale when I was so I don't wet. think you're a skeleton but <laughs> you're not you don't have like a lot of fat you should see my ass okay when I don't have pants on I don't think butt counts butt is fat <laughs> and boob fat <laughs> Other than that. Yeah. Maybe I'm just really muscular. Oh. Maybe that's why I weigh so much. You getting ripped? No, I'm... I'm also probably the weakest I've ever been in the last five years. (laughs) The last five years? (laughs) The most fit I've ever been was in high school. Because of physical education. I dropped out of BE. I think you didn't have to take it in grade 12? Or was it grade 11 and 12? I think 11 and 12, you don't have to take it. I thought I stopped taking it. I fucking yeah. hated PE. I think I kept doing it. Was it like an easy course for you? Yeah, it was an easy A. Just fucking do it. <laughs> What's his face? <laughs> Remembering certain things. <laughs> Why did I didn't like running or oh, fair. any fitness activity because someone at home said things about getting black eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ugh. That's disgusting. Mm, it is disgusting. 
How the hell did we grow up <laughs> and turn out the way we are? Hey, I think we're good people compared to how we were raised. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm like, how are we actually decent? <laughs> how are we not like Because we had killers? each other. Aw, yeah. You're right. If we, we were less. in that alone. Yeah, if we were in that alone, we'd probably end up being messed up. Not having that third person view of looking at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being able to relate to, you know, someone else who went through the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't exact. For <laughs> <laughs> we all had our own shit. Yeah. But, you know, I think the internet also, because a lot of people have shared their stories, and that's eye-opening, like, like, if they can get better, so can we. I don't know. That's why it's so important to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So important. Do you know Lizzo? No. Lizzo is this amazing artist. She is all about, like, self-love. Oh. And this is her... Ooh, look at that booty. Yeah, she's all about self-love. Singer or rapper? Uh, singer. Okay. And I just think it's so pure. And when people see someone in the public eye being all about self-love, that, like, kind of allows you to be okay with, you know, loving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's <laughs> cool. Some things are going in the right direction in this world. <laughs> I agree. Alright, let's get into Game of Thrones. Fuck. Let's do this. Alright. Alright. Tea. Th- oh yeah, what are we doing? It's, van- it's, black, it's vanilla black tea. This is that really good one. It's a really good one. Where do we leave off our character? Huh. Ned's plan is set up and ready to give the throne to Stannis and charge Cersei with treason, but everything backfires when Littlefinger betrays him and all of Ned's men are killed and he is taken prisoner. Holy shit. <laughs> but right. Arya is training with Cereal when the guards come for her. She manages to escape the castle grounds with Needle using everything Cereal had taught her. Badass! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sansa is brought before the council and is made to write letters to her mother Rob, aunt, and grandfather telling them that Lord Eddard is a traitor and to come to King's Landing and swear filthy to the king. Filthy fucking liar! <laughs> <laughs> that it? Yeah. I still have chocolate in my mouth. Man, how can you eat so much chocolate? Like, I ate one thing. Are you just storing them for later? Like a squirrel? I'm like a squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a little apple. Got a little stash. Like Johnny chocolates. gave you like a handful. I didn't eat them. Dinner. Oh, That's you just kept years. them with you. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Chapter fifty-two is John. John, the Lord Commander, Sam, and a few Rangers stand over the bodies of two men of the Night's Watch, both with white faces and quote blue blue eyes. Blue blue. Literally blue blue. So blue that Garm had to say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> And both of these dead men are Ben Stark's men from the ranging party that he took out with him when he went missing. One of them is missing a hand, so this is clearly where ghosts got the hand from. None of their animals like the feel of this place. John has to walk the Lord Commander's horse away from the corpses, and the dogs are also going wild. Ghost is totally cool, though. Because he's ghost. Ghost is special. Yep. John is reminded of the dream he had the night before. He was wandering Winterfell's empty castle, searching for his father. 
He descends into the crypts where the dead kings come crawling out of their graves. Totally creepy. And also, spoiler alert, I was wondering if this is foreshadowing a certain moment in season eight when they're in the crypts, things are coming alive. I don't remember season eight. The battle at Winterfell? Yeah. The I long get night? It. <laughs> so did the crypts come alive? When Sansa and Tyrion are down there? Yeah. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> and they're reanimated? <laughs> yeah. I mean, John isn't there. I just bought season eight on DVD. Ugh. <laughs> I haven't opened it, though. So wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Just it's like, it it's one of those things where. <sighs> like, I'm keeping it because I like the collection, but. Yeah, you gotta finish the collection. Do I wanna but watch it? <laughs> might not ever watch that season again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, ah. Oh, Ten it's years like... in the future is still gonna be in his packaging. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I've had. A couple people ask me already who I've told they need to watch Game of Thrones. They'll be like, oh yeah, you need to watch Game of Thrones. Because they told me they didn't watch it. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, but I've heard bad things about season eight. Should I still watch season eight? That I don't know how to answer. Be like, sure. It's yeah. Up. I'll be like, you know Seriously? what? Go into it, but think of it as something different and not like a continuation. <laughs> like this morning when I showered, I was thinking that I wouldn't mind it if George R.R. R. Martin wrote his books according to what the show did mm-hmm. as long as he went more in depth and like I actually yes. like, understood like I want to believe Danny's descent to Manus I want to believe her and John's relationship like I want to believe all this stuff happening like yeah. I wouldn't I would actually appreciate it if he went towards the show because then that way I wouldn't feel so angry at the show <laughs> and I'd understand it more <laughs> I'm yeah I've never had a problem with the outcome of the show. It's yeah. just the storytelling. It th- We don't get enough information for us to believe that these characters would do these things. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this enough, but basically it just feels like they skipped a season. I think they skipped two seasons. They could have made agree. the last two seasons and four seasons. Yeah, we've said this before. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, I want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see it happening, but... Danny going mad in a course of a couple of episodes. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. That's fine. Continue with the Night's Watch CSI. <laughs> CSI. <laughs> nice. Uh, Sam is hiding behind the horses so as to not see the corpses. That rhymed. But John tells him he has to look. Sam was sent here by Maester Eamon to see what's going on. So he actually needs to see what's going on. John's like, bro, the Maester's blind and he wants you to tell him what's happening. You hide him behind a horse. <laughs> then you gotta but come look. on, buddy. Do your job. Yep. So John encourages Sam, telling him the first look is the hardest, but he's not going to get hurt. It's just, you know, they're just bodies. It's gross. That's it. So Sam works up his courage, and he looks and makes a face. (laughs) Lord Commander Mormont is confused about where the others are, since Ben Stark had six men with him when he went out a-ranging. He criticizes the ranger that's there with them, Sir Jeremy Riker, for not finding- finding? I said that weird. For not finding the men before. Um, I was kind of glad that Sir Jeremy defends himself here. Yeah. Because I think Mormont is- out of line. Yeah. Like, bruh. <laughs> he's just scolding like... He's like, 
Just assuming. Have they been here this whole time? What are you guys doing? He's <laughs> just assuming that they, like, weren't scouring the woods enough or that they just, like, saw them. They're like, eh. <laughs> like, kept walking. <laughs> like, what does he think happened? Right. You know bodies can be moved, right? <laughs> Apparently Fuck. not in this world. <laughs> so it turns out the men were killed with an axe to the neck. Sir Jeremy thinks it may be wildlings, but Mormont doesn't think they would come so close to the wall. Sir Jeremy doesn't know who else could have done it, though. And John thinks to himself, White Walkers. He starts thinking about all of old Nan's old stories. I love how his first thought is immediately the most far-fetched thing the White Walkers. in their world. Yeah. Mormont thinks that if they were attacked by wildlings, Benjen would have returned for more men and gone hunting them. But Sir Jeremy points out that he couldn't do that if he was also slain. Which hurts John to think about. Yeah. It's been close to half a year since Benjen went missing. Bruh. Bruh. Sir Jeremy mentions that the corpses are still fresh, but then Sam jumps in and disagrees. He points out that the blood is all... I mean, he's very, like, shy about it. He's but very he, timid. Very timid about it. But he does point out that the blood is all crusty and dry, and that the stump where the one man's hand was is not bleeding. He also points out that they aren't rotting. They're completely untouched by animals, aside from ghosts, no maggots or worms or anything. They all recognize that their own animals won't go near the bodies. They even test trying to bring the hounds closer, but they just freak out. And lastly, Sam points out that there's no blood on the ground either. If the wounds were fresh, there would be blood everywhere, like all over the snow. One of the other men finally considers that maybe they were moved. And then he notices the corpse's blue, blue eyes <laughs> and says he doesn't remember these men having blue eyes. And Sir Jeremy agrees. There's a moment of uncomfortable silence until someone says, burn them. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, burn. Burn them. Burn, burn them. them all. <laughs> burn them all. <laughs> burn them all. <laughs> I'm having too much fun right now. <laughs> but Mormont wants to bring them back to the wall so Maester Eamon can have a look at them. So they try to put the bodies on the horses, but the horses are not having it. They are eventually forced to fashion crude slings out of branches and carry the corpses back on foot. <laughs> As they start back, Mormont orders Sir Jeremy to have the entire wood searched for Benjen and the rest of his men. So they head back to the wall. When they get close, Mormont stops, wanting to talk to Sam. He tells Sam that he did well back there, and John too. Sam is embarrassed by this recognition, which makes John smile. Wow, it's probably Sam's first time getting like complimented. Yeah. By someone, like, of an authority, authority. figure. Yeah. yeah. As they head through the wall's gate, they are greeted by Bowen Marsh, the Lord Steward, who tells them there's been a bird and they must come at once. He kind of glances in John's direction, too, before telling Mormont that Maester Eamon has the letter in Mormont's solar. Solar? Solar. I the private solar. <laughs> solar? <laughs> it sounds more right than solar. Yeah, true. Solar. <laughs> Edard. Edard Solar. <laughs> Mormont gives John some instructions and then leaves with Bowen Marsh. As John heads to the stable with the horses, he notices people watching him. And as he passes the door of the armory, Donald Noy, the armorer, says, The gods be with you, Snow. And John can tell that something is wrong. What I want to know is what the hell, like, did Meister... Amen. Read it, and then tell everyone. <laughs> I feel like he told 
the um the like high commanders or whoever they are. Oh yeah. Um and Alistair told everyone. Ah. Uh, that that's what I think happens. <laughs> yeah. The dead men are carried to one of the storerooms. After John takes care of the horses, he finds Pip in the common hall and asks what's going on. Pip tells him the king is dead. John is shocked. He wonders if Joffrey will keep his father as the hand, but he doubts it, which means Lord Eddard and his sisters may return to Winterfell, and he may even be allowed to visit. He vows to ask about his mother when he sees his father next. Even if the truth of her isn't pretty, he wants to know. Pip asks about the weird bodies they found, but John does not want to talk about it, so he tells Pip to ask Sam, and then he heads to the Lord Commander's tower. Mormont, or the Old Bear, as he is often called, tells John to pour them both cups of wine and have a seat. John is weirded out, but he does it. <laughs> the Old Bear then tells John that Lord Eddard has been imprisoned. He is charged with treason. It is said he plotted with Robert's brother to deny the throne to Prince Joffrey. Robert's brothers, excuse me, to deny the throne to Prince Joffrey. John does not believe it. His father is way too honorable. But then he remembers that Lord Eddard did father a bastard, and he starts to question everything he knows about him. Aw, that's sad, because he's like, he's the bastard. You know? (laughs) He's like, I am my father's dishonor. (laughs) John wants to know what will happen to his father. Mormont doesn't know, but thinks he should be allowed to take the black and join them at Castle Black. John thinks it would be a monstrous injustice to strip Lord Eddard of Winterfell and force him to take the black, but if it meant his life, it seems worth it. But he doesn't know if Joffrey will allow it. He asks if Joffrey will listen to Mormont if he suggests such a thing. Again, Mormont isn't sure, but thinks Joffrey will listen to his mother at least. He thinks it's a pity the dwarf isn't with them, as he has seen Castle Black's need, and Mormont mentions it was a bad thing that John's lady mother took Tyrion captive. John snaps that Lady Stark is not his mother. He thinks she would be as much to blame as the queen if his father ends up dead. Same, John. (laughs) Yeah. He then asks about his sisters. Mormont tells John there is no mention of them in the letter, but he thinks they will be treated gently, and he will ask about them in his return letter. Mormont mentions that the timing is terrible. He thinks the realm needs a strong king now more than ever. Because the winter is coming. (laughs) <laughs> the winter. <laughs> the winter. Then he tells John not to do anything stupid and dismisses him. As John heads out, a guard offers words of encouragement, and John realizes everyone at Castle Black must know what's going on. The rest of the afternoon passes by in a daze, and John finds comfort in having ghosts with him. Then he remembers that his sisters don't have their wolves anymore. They're all alone. Ghost means a lot to John. Yeah. Not just John, the rest of the boys. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a really strong bond with their wolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girls did, too. They did. Until their wolves went missing. Or <laughs> got killed. Did. <laughs> At dinner, John's friends crowd around him, telling him that they know it's a lie. Lord Eddard isn't truly a trailer. A trailer. A trailer. <laughs> He's not a trailer, right? <laughs> Lord Eddard isn't truly a traitor. And Sam offers to go beyond the wall to pray at the Weirwoods with John if he would like. Aww. Yeah, how sweet is that? It's adorable. And John thinks these boys are truly his brothers, as much as Rob, Bran, and Rickon. Agreed. Yeah. But then he hears laughter in the hall. Alistair, Tiny Dick Thorn, is telling the men around him (laughs) 
<laughs> not only a bastard, but a traitor's bastard. And so, understandably, John loses it. <sighs> he leaps onto the table, dagger in hand, <laughs> and sprints to Alistair Thorne across the table, stabbing at his face. But Sam, Pip, Gren, and Toad wrench John away from him before he can make contact, and John is marched back to his sleeping cell. That night, Mormont visits him. He says he told him not to do anything stupid, and that he had high hopes for John. So, he's clearly very disappointed. They take John's knife and sword, and tell him he's not to leave his cell until the high officers decide what to do with him. Then they place a guard outside his door. But they allow ghosts to stay the night with John. That night, John is awakened by ghosts scrabbling at the door, and John notices it's unbelievably cold. He opens the door, his guard is sprawled on the ground, his head twisted backwards. <laughs> That's Ew. Fucked. That is, like, my worst nightmare. Yeah. That is the worst way to find a dead body. It is. This, like, just to see the body <gasps> mangled ew, or fucked in any way. Ew, ew, ew. John is shook. He doesn't understand. He's in the Lord Commander's Tower, which is guarded day and night. How the fuck could this happen? John takes the dead guard's sword and heads up the stairs with Ghost. Mormont's door is wide open, and Ghost plunges inside immediately. John sees a shadow creeping towards Mormont's sleeping cell. A cloaked, hooded man with icy blue-blue eyes. <gasps> Ghost leaps at the shadow and they go down together, rustling violently but silently. That rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> You're rhyming a lot today. Yeah. John throws open the curtains to let in the moonlight and sees that Ghost is being strangled and can't escape. So he lunges forward with the sword and he takes off the creature's arm. Not Ghost, but the shadow. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> I realized I said, Ghost is being strangled, and John takes off his arm. You said the creature is arm. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes to the creature. <laughs> Not but, to John. Yeah, okay. He takes off the creature's arm, but it's still moving. So he crushes its face with the sword as well. I loved the description of this. How he, like, smashes his sword down perpendicular onto the face, and then, like, crushes it that way. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. That must be, like, the, the hilt must be pretty fucking heavy if you can crush a face. Yeah, I think, I think it's probably a, a decent sword. A decent heavy sword. It's a long sword, isn't it? I, I have think no so. idea. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so he crushes its face with the sword, and that's when John sees that it is one of the men they found in the woods beyond the wall. Oh, one of the shit. dead men. Oh, fuck. Um, and then the dead man's arm starts clawing at John's ankle. <laughs> the arm that's separated from the body. Did they have this in the show? Cause I, feel like I don't know. The limbs, the limbs were die, dead. I think. But having them animate in here um, reminds ew. me of Evil Dead. <laughs> that's like I feel like the first thing it makes me think of is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, when the uh, I forget his position, but Elizabeth Swan's father. When he's, like, in the thing yeah. on the boat, and he's, like, dealing with the hand yeah. while everyone is out on the boat battling. <laughs> yeah. And he's just fighting the hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. John is repulsed. He kicks the arm away. And then the corpse with the crushed face keeps coming for John. John, like, hacks at it over and over and over and over. 
but it slams into him and jams its cold black fingers into John's mouth. Oh my god, wait. Do you think if you beheaded it, it would still keep coming for you? Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, that was horrible, though. Yeah, it putting... Uh, putting its hands down your throat in an attempt to fucking suffocate you? Bro. <laughs> and don't forget, this thing is freezing. Oh, yeah. It's freezing cold. So, it's putting its hands in his mouth. Not only is it choking him, and he can barely breathe, but it's freezing him from the inside out. Ooh. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So, yeah, John is fucking losing now. <laughs> he can't breathe. He can't get this fucking corpse off him. Um, and Ghost comes to the rescue. Yay! <laughs> Ghost yanks the corpse off him and sends him... Goes off wrestling. Again. <laughs> then Lord Mormont appears in the doorway. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Lord Mormont. Um, he's completely naked. <laughs> Groggy from sleep. He just woke up. Like, oh, who's disturbing my sleep? <laughs> and he's holding an oil lamp. John snatches the lamp from him immediately. Smashes it into the drapes so they go up in flame. He calls Ghost away from the corpse plunges his hand directly into the fire to grab the drapes, then whips them at the corpse, hoping, begging, praying that it will burn. That fire, that something will kill it. Damn. That's where the chapter ends. We yeah. don't see if it... <laughs> fuck! <laughs> we don't see if it works, but that is... Ooh, that's a cliffhanger. Yeah, and that was a pretty gnarly fight. Yeah. Like, the hands going to the mouth, that was whole fucked like that really right like, there like that made me like claustrophobic just reading that is that the right word? claustrophobic claustrophobic just yeah. reading that and it's like it's one of those things where there would be such an easy way to write this like a cliche way to write this fight like oh he fights him and he cuts off an arm and cuts off another arm but it just keeps coming and he keeps hacking and that's it mm-hmm or even if it gets the upper hand, it would just be, like, trying to bite him or something. Like, the typical... Zombie? Zombie. Yeah. But this thing shoves its fucking cold, dead fingers down his... Uh, uh. Oh. I mean, that's just... That's fucking horrible. It's scary! That lingers. That lingers. Yes. That's a good way to... Yep. It lingers. That's for sure. Like, I'm gonna have images of this. Yep. That's gonna haunt me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the first chapter where these creatures are referred to as whites. Yeah. Not spelt like the color or the no. shade. W-I-G-H-T. White. White. <sighs> I got the shivers. That was fucked. Yep. <laughs> chapter 53 is Bran. Bran! Yeah, it's Bran! <laughs> Your favorite! Yeah, I like him. He's cute. Okay. <laughs> Sippa some Sippa? Sippa? The last of the Bannermen arrived to Winterfell. The car starts with 300 horsemen, 2,000 footmen, and a drummer in front of them pounding a slow boom, boom, boom on a drum much bigger than he. I really like that image when I read that. A drum bigger than Bran? No, than the guy who's oh, hitting the it. guy. So I like the image of like this army coming to Winterfell with like the, with the, the drumming yeah. and like just seeing this massive army and like the booming. Yeah. I like that image. Very cool. Very regal. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bran is watching from the guard turret 
using Meister Lewin's Bronze Far Eye, which reminds me of a chapter before with Where Catelyn. Talking about the Far Eyes. With the Far Eyes. So, so the Far Eye is a good a telescope. Yeah. So some someone who is a Far Eyes, or they someone who uses telescope? the telescope. Fuck, son. <laughs> Damn, we we figured this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it was some sort of complicated math equation. Like, what is this? <laughs> Bran is bitter that Rob had forbidden him to ride out to see them because they have no guards to spare. And Bran understands it's because of what happened in the Wolf's Wood, which still gives him bad dreams. When he got attacked by the wildlings and the deserters. Yeah, wildlings and the deserters. Meister Lewin had taught him all of the banners, and I kind of them because I like them. <laughs> They're cool. The mailed fist of the Glovers, Lady Mormont's black bear, the flayed man of Roose Bolton of Dreadfort, the bull moose of the Hornwoods. Bull moose? Yeah. Is that just a male moose? Yeah. Okay. A battle axe for the Currens? Surins. Surins? tell you. Is that C-E-R-A-Y-N? No, C-E-R-W-Y-N. Oh, I would say Sirwin. Surins? Yeah. Three sentinel trees for the tall hearts. That one's fucking boring. <laughs> a roaring giant in shattered chains of House Umber. <laughs> Bruh! <laughs> That's fun. cool. Yeah. And then the Karstarks have the black banners emblazoned with a white sunburst. Every time I hear the name Umber, I think about how Rob used to say it in the show. Umber. <laughs> I, I can't do it, but it, he'd be like, the Umbers. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Umbas. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I do. But I can't. I can't imitate it well enough. No. But the the sound is so clear in my mind yeah. how he would say Umber. <laughs> yeah. The Umbas. <laughs> the Umbas. <laughs> Bran asks Meister Lewin how many men they have now, and is told close to twelve thousand. Bruh, Winterfell's pulling them in. Yeah. Bran asks how many knights, and is told around three to four hundred. But to remember, to become a knight, one must be anointed with the seven oils, and most northerners do not honor the seven. So it doesn't really matter how many knights they have. The northerners are fierce fighters. Yeah. So he's kind of saying, like, they could be knights if we did that. But not they choose don't, not but it's to, like, whatever. They follow the old gods, not the hmm. seven. Indeed. Which is nice to know. Yes. Bran wants to know how much longer until they leave, and Maester Lewin says it has to be soon or they will eat the countryside clean. Bran hands back the far eye and tells Hodor to take him to the gods what. Bran is sitting in a wicker seat fashioned for him on Hodor's back. It's less humiliating than Hodor carrying him like a baby, but sometimes Hodor forgets about Bran when he goes through doors. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it's like funny. It is. Like, it's, it's adorable. Hodor goes through a door and bonks mm. Bran in the head. That's cute. <laughs> As Hodor trots along the Karstark men entering the keep, Bran can feel stares and hear guffaws, and Bran tells himself, let them mock. Bran whistles and Summer comes to him, and the Karstark horses go nuts. At the godswood, Bran lifts himself out of his seat and Hodor sits him beside the heart tree. Bran tells him to find a pool to soak in because he wants to be alone. The heart tree no longer scares him. The eyes still stare at him, but now he finds it comforting. He's been coming to the godswood a lot to think and pray since he's fallen. Hmm. 
Bran prays, asking for Rob to come back safely with their parents and sisters, and to make Rickon understand. Rickon had been wild with anger ever since he found out Rob was leaving, screaming and crying. One day he went missing and Rob had half the castle searching for him. He was found in the crypts, but he had attacked them with an old sword and Shaggy Dog had bitten a chunk off of one of the men. Holy shit. Shaggy Dog is now chained in the kennels and Rickon has been more upset. Annette, how am I really thinking about Rickon? How he was first his parents disappear Mm -hmm. then his like his parents and his sisters then rob and then spoilers but eventually brad and he never gets them back (laughs) oh my god not only does he not get his family back but he gets fucking yeah like he never he never really sees them again oh my god the rest of his life is fucking garbage yeah he loses (gasps) his whole family all leave him one by one Rickon, no! <laughs> I know, I was so sad. I was so brokenhearted when I read that part. I was like, oh, Don't no. do that to me, man. I can't invest in Rickon, too. Oh I don't have enough. So sad. <laughs> Holy shit. Also, I love that Shaggy Dog is, like, the most wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, the most drama is kind of happening with He's Rickon the, and Shaggy wildest. Dog. And he, like... And I love that it's Shaggy Dog. His name is Shaggy Dog. Yeah, I know, I love that. <laughs> he's supposed to be like the cute little. Hi, I'm Shaggy Dog. <laughs> no, he is but a He's the one who's gonna no fuck you up. This is a nasty one. Yeah. Bran reflects that Rob now seems like a stranger. He has become a lord, and even the Bannermen know it and are respecting him more after some had tried to test him. The last to challenge him was Lord Umber, also called. Lord Umber! Also called the Great John. As he is as big as Hodor. Damn! Like, no wonder it's a giant on their boundaries. Yeah. Because they're, got, all like, giant des- they're all described as being big. Mm. Big men. Im, he threatened to take his forces home if he wasn't in front of the other. Like, his forces were in front of the other banners. So he wanted his forces in front. Yeah. Because does he feel like it's disrespectful to be behind the other ones? Probably. Or? Rob had coolly told him that that would make him an oathbreaker. And the great John had drawn his sword. It ended with Greyrin biting off two of his fingers and the great John bellowing with laughter. <laughs> After that, he became Rob's right-hand man, so ultimate <laughs> respect. Yes, yeah, he was like, well, you sent your sent your wolf after me and had the balls to have him bite my fingers off? <laughs> didn't re- he didn't react much. Like, he was just very cold. Rob, Rob? was very cool yeah. about the whole thing. So, Rob like, definitely. Chill. That night, Rob had come to Bran's bedchambers shaken confessing that he thought he was going to be killed <laughs> yet the great john even though at, even though he is the loudest is not the worst Roose bolton never says anything just stares and it gives rob the creeps big time remember this name y'all Roose bolton <laughs> yeah. bolton of the dread fort <laughs> with the flayed man on their banners <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of rumors circulating about what is happening in the south. That the heads of his father's guardsmen are rotting on spikes at the walls of the Red Keep. That their father killed King Robert. That the Baratheons had led siege to King's Landing. That Lord Eddard had fled south with Lord Renly. Aria and Sansa had been murdered Did you say by Aria? the Aria. Aria and Sansa had been murdered by the Hound. Mother had killed Lord Tyrion, 
and Lord Tyron Lannister was marching on the Erie, burning and slaughtering as he went. That one is true. Yeah, I was going to say. Some of these are not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> and then the most outrageous one. Rhaegar Targaryen had returned from the <laughs> dead and was gathering a vast host of ancient heroes on Dragonstone to reclaim the throne. Well, Some people it might not thought. be Rhaegar Targaryen. Oh. <laughs> and it might not be on Dragonstone. <laughs> yeah. But eh, not too far up. <laughs> Then the raven with Sansa's letter came, bidding Mother and Rob to swear fealty to Joffrey. Bran remembers when Sansa's direwolf lady's bones were brought back to Winterfell and how their wolves had howled. Oh my god. <laughs> Lady's Lady was buried at the ancient lichyard where the old kings of winter had laid their most faithful servants. Oh, at least she got to go, like, home-home. Yeah. You know? And was buried with the... In high honor. Mm-hmm. You didn't really know what happened to Lady in the show, but I like that. Yeah. Their grandfather, Lord Rickard, and his son, Brandon, had gone south with 200 of his best men and never returned. Father, Arya, and Sansa and their guardsmen, and then later their mother and Sir Roderick had gone south, and they hadn't come back, and now Rob was going south. Yeah, no wonder they're all kind of sketched out. Yeah. Brad continues praying and asks for Rob to be watched over. A faint wind moves through the trees, and Osha appears. The old gods are her gods, too, when she had come to the gods' wood to pray. Mm-mm. She asks Brad if he hurt the gods, and Bran says that it was just the wind. And Osha says, the gods send the winds. She hears that they are sad. And Rob will get no help because the werewolves have all been cut down in the south and they won't be able to see him. That scares Bran. Yeah. Osha tells Bran that his brother is heading the wrong way. He should be heading north. Rob wasn't at... (laughs) So later. Rob isn't at the feast that night. He's in this... God, same thing as you. Solar? Solar. (laughs) He's in the solar planning with the other lords' bannermen. So... Bran has to take his place at the Great Hall, mm. um, welcoming the Karstark men. Yes. <laughs> Bran rides Hodor in, <laughs> and Bran welcomes <laughs> the Karstarks. Lord Karstark's sons bow to him. Um, the Lord Karstark's name is Rickard. Rickard? Huh. Lord Rickard Karstark's sons bow to him. But while they are eating, he hears them talking amongst themselves, calling him broken. Bran the broken. Bran the broken. That's when you first hear that. Mm-hmm. He tells Meister Lewin that he doesn't want to be broken. He wants to be a knight. <laughs> Lewin tells him Meisters are known as knights of the mind. Bran tells him that he wants to learn magic. <laughs> <laughs> to which Meister Lewin sighs and says no one can teach him the kind of magic he wants to learn. Well, well. Someone else to be proven wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Bran tells him about what Osha said, but Lewin thinks that she was just telling tales. Two days later, Bran is saying farewell to Rob. Rob reminds him that he is Lord of Winterfell now and to listen to Meister Lewin's counsel. Rickon had refused to say farewell because no one comes back. Wow. Mm -hmm. Rob promises Bran that mother will be home soon and he will bring back father when he leaves. Then he leaves. 
Beyond the castle walls, Bran hears the foot soldiers and townsfolk cheering Rob as he rides past. Rides past? As he rides past. <laughs> Bran sadly realizes that he will never get cheers like that. Aww. <laughs> That's sad. When they but, ch- yeah. <laughs> if you think about season eight. <laughs> <laughs> when the cheers end, Winterfell looks deserted. Just a few people are left. Women, children, and old men. Hodor looks around, lost and frightened. Hodor? He asks. Hodor, agrees Bran. Even though he doesn't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's just like a sad goodbye chapter. <laughs> it is. Fuck, dude. And- Whoa, spoilers. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> With this tea sip. That's the new, uh, spoiler sound. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone suggest using a tea sip instead of a bleep sound. Mm. I was like, hell Genius. yeah. Bruh. Yeah. You should, like, record the perfect tea sip and then just use that. Yeah. You need to, like, save it separately. Mm. That one I did was pretty good. I'll probably just use that. Good. Cool. Danny? Um, you know what? We're gonna have to save Danny for next time. Holy fuck. No, we went through two chapters. Yep, because um, we had a nice long 40 minute conversation at the start there. Jesus fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's okay. I'm happy we had the combo. I don't mind, except it kind of shifts our plan of doing three of... Yeah. Oh wow. Well. <laughs> oh, well. We're going to have more long combos, probably. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, and my laptop's dying too, so... Fuck. Cool. Well, That's well. fine. We'll save Danny for next time. So next time we're going to start... With Danny, Daenerys, Daenerys, and then who else? Is it Cat? Catelyn. Okay, we're gonna get some Catelyn. I am. Oh, and then Tyrion. Ah, Tyrion. We're gonna get the two that we haven't had in a while. I am curious to know what's going on with them. I'll be real. I think with Cat, we might get more Rob. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Enough. (laughs) Another tea sip there. (laughs) Okay. That is it. Time for our pre-recorded end credits. <laughs> if you want more of the podcast, please follow us on Instagram. The podcast is Tigbab Podcast, T-I-G-B-A-B. You can also follow us individually. Mine is Crimby and Jess's is Jess.Egan24. You can also find us on Facebook if you search Tigbab Podcast again or just search Tea is Good, Books Are Better. You can find the page there. Please also check out our friend Baram Barami on YouTube. He made our jingle that you heard at the beginning of this episode and he's super dope and deserves all the love in the world. So let's give him some. (laughs) We also have a Patreon. So if you want to give us some extra support, you can check us out on there. Patreon.com slash tea is good. Books are better. We do have some cool tiers with different rewards. So you will get something in return for your contribution. But we do just appreciate you listening as well. And please don't forget to share the podcast with your friends because word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. And we really need your help <laughs> to keep growing. <laughs> um, now we need to go because I need to pee. And I also need to go home and go to sleep because I have to get up at 4 a.m. <laughs> okay. Um, any final words for this episode, Jessica? I just finished this notebook. Yeah, Jessica finished another whole ass notebook. That's two now? 
Yep. I'm number three. Right. And I need to get a better one because this one is teeny weeny. This one's teeny weeny and it was an emergency and I forgot to buy another notebook this week and I was supposed to buy a notebook. Oh shit. <laughs> you can probably get like a bunch of dirt cheap ones from Amazon or something. Oh. Damn. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> I have Prime now. I can do that. Yeah, totally. I love having Prime. <laughs> yeah. Getting your items within two days. Oh my god, I needed it. I only got it because I had an emergency where I was making that embroidery piece that you saw for as a gift. I was supposed to give it to her on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I bought it on Sunday and I just opened it up and I checked and I chose what I was going to make and I realized that it didn't have all the colors of the oh. thread and I was so pissed. I was like, I thought you said all the fuck. Oh, what the fuck? I was so mad at betrayed that I used to have it on Amazon. And Read a nasty review. No, I bought a whole bunch of thread. Well, go back and write a nasty review. It was on Indigo. I bought it from Indigo. Go write a nasty review. Like, fuck. You can write a yeah. review. That's yeah. fucked up. Because they even gave me two of the same color. Oh. So maybe it was like they fucked up back mess. in like manufacturing. Yeah, like because there was quite a few of the same color, and it was like, wow. Why the hell? That was so bad. Well, that is some bullshit. <laughs> that is some bullshit. Okay. That's it. Um, it's my turn to say adios. Let's fucking bounce. Let's go. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. <sighs>